Boozehound Entertainment presents A Walk in Darkness. We do what the minions probably did. We look into Ariel. We're searching for the Demonic Testament, a book written by a demon, and you're coming with us. Hey everyone, thanks for joining the investigation. Hey, this is really good. What are you calling it again? An iced vin. Mm. An iced vin. Okay, so what? It's got vodka, gin, and what else? Ice? <laughs> okay. All right, so it's all booze. <laughs> yeah, and he'll knock you on your ass if you're not careful. Well, maybe, but they're definitely better than a martini. All right, so um, we've spent the last few days tracing Ariel's steps, so to speak. And uh, to be honest with you, we couldn't get much. Well, yeah, not yet anyway, but this is what we do know. After she graduated high school, she moved up to Moscow, Idaho to attend the University of Idaho, where she majored in pre-med. From there, she went to medical school and ended up in Blackfoot, which is about 30 miles south of Idaho Falls. Mm -hmm. Um, She went there for her rotation in psychiatry. Mm, the Kirkbride Asylum, the place where Agatha, Madeline, and you all stayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but her trail seems to end there. I couldn't find out anything else, but it doesn't look like she ever completed med school. Hmm. Or at least there's no records her, of her becoming a doctor. Well, while it seems we've hit a dead end with Ariel, it did lead us to the Kirkbride Asylum... And what we found is very interesting. All right. Let me grab my notes here. So, the asylum goes back to 1903. Dr. Lionel Kirk built the asylum, which is a castle-like building surrounded by several smaller buildings. And it's on about five acres of land. The property also has horse stables, a tennis court, and a lake. Oh, yes. The medical lake, as he named it. You know, Dr. Kirk believed this lake to be magical, or at least that's what he told his high-class patients. Mm. You know, the minerals in the lake supposedly had healing powers, and he created a line of soaps, bath salts, and powders from it. You know, he created the perfect place for the rich to bring their troubled loved ones. And speaking of troubled loved ones... Wilhelmina Bride... The daughter of Franklin and Constance Bride, who were a wealthy power couple from the East Coast. They made their money in dry cereal, if you can believe that. You mean like cornflakes? Exactly. Apparently, (laughs) cornflakes were created to stop the masses from masturbating. (laughs) No shit. Well, sex in general. Franklin Bride was very much anti-sex, and he was working on a list of symptoms a person would have if they were plagued by masturbation. Oh, okay. These symptoms include bashfulness and boldness. Yeah, both. (laughs) Mood swings, stiff joints, fondness for spicy foods, and acne, which I guess that explains why all teenagers have acne. (laughs) So apparently his daughter came down with these symptoms, and some even say he caught her in the act of self-pleasuring herself one day and invented the cereal to actually cure her. Mm. I mean, it has to do with something about how plain food kills the libido while meat and seasoned foods get you all worked up. 
Okay. Uh, personally, I think living in that house is probably what made her go mad. Yeah, yeah. No wonder she ended up in Kirk's asylum. Uh, so the asylum had built a reputation over the years uh, all across the country for its innovative methods. And when it came time to commit their daughter, the brides chose Dr. Kirk's asylum. And the story goes that as soon as Dr. Kirk laid eyes on her, Wilhelmina, he fell in love. He was the only one allowed to treat her depression. So days go by, months go by, and Wilhelmina starts to get better. She was happy for the first time in her life. And some say it had mostly to do with the affair that she was having with the good old doctor. Mm, Really? Yeah. So Wilhelmina wrote a letter home announcing her love for Dr. Kirk and that she was, in her words, with child. Ooh, I bet that didn't go over so well. No, no, it really didn't. And in fact, uh, the bride showed up at the asylum to get her, to pick her up. And uh, this is kind of where it gets a little dark. Uh, This is where? Okay. Okay. (laughs) So when Dr. Kirk found out that she sent the letter, he took her toot sweet to a justice of the peace and married her right there on the spot just so the family couldn't split them up. Mm. Yeah. So Wilhelmina believed that once her parents saw how happy she was and that she was pregnant, that they'd be happy for her and leave them in peace. But... Before I go further, I want to make a very important note. Hmm. Dr. Kirk had never met Wilhelmina's mother. Her father was the one who committed her and had all the communication with the doctor and staff. Okay. So, when the couple showed up to claim their daughter... Yes? Well, standing before him, good old Dr. Kirk was the woman he had a crazed love affair during his residence. Are you are you saying Wilhelmina's mother? Yeah, yep. But but that's not all. So this affair happened right before she married Franklin Bride. Eight months after the wedding, she gave birth to Wilhelmina. Oh no, you're not <laughs> saying. Yep, yep. She confessed to Dr. Kirk that Wilhelmina is in fact his daughter. Holy shit. Yeah. And it gets worse. Wilhelmina overheard her mother's confession. Couldn't handle it. Freaked out. She climbed to the top of the asylum and threw herself off. Wow. I can't even imagine what that poor girl felt after hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. I told you it was dark. Okay. So immediately after this incident, the asylum became known as the Bride's Asylum. And there you have it. That's the history of the Kirkbride Asylum. And uh, you were working on who owns it and all that other stuff. So what'd you find out about that? Okay, well, it's a bit of a mess. And I have, I'd say, a bombshell of my own. Oh, really? Yeah. um, As you can imagine, the asylum didn't do too well after Wilhelmina's suicide. And around 1940, it was close to bankruptcy. Hmm. A company bought the asylum, saving it from bankruptcy, and they renamed it to Mercy Hospital for the Clinically Insane. Mm. It took some digging through all the shell companies, but are you ready for this? Yes. I traced everything back to Blessed Sacrament Holdings. 
wait. Yeah, yeah. The Blessed Sacrament Church owns the asylum. The name changed helped bring in new patients, but for some reason, in 1985, they renamed it to Kirkbride. Hmm, wow. <laughs> I wonder why they did that. Yeah, I don't know. I just found the documents requesting the name change, but nothing about why they wanted to change it. It's not coincidental that we have so many connections to this asylum. Well, do you think the demonic testament is in the asylum somewhere? You know, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's certainly a lot of pointers there. And it would be quite a statement that Sarath hid his sacred text in an insane asylum. Yeah, um, I think we should go down there. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, which brings me to the other thing that I have. What? Well, I talked to Father Murray earlier today, and there's a Kirkbride patient we need to look into. And that will require a trip down there. A patient? Who? This has been the Supernatural Thriller Podcast, A Walk in Darkness, produced by Boozehound Entertainment. Follow A Walk in Darkness on Instagram and Twitter, and don't forget to subscribe.